0: the economy is now, um, supporting our small and diverse businesses, it's going to be clutch to rebuilding our economy where we are now. So if we can be in the forefront of that, because we already are trying to push it in, uh, enough, we then we can even help and propel our community even further. Hey everyone,
1: welcome to work the podcast a podcast where we highlight diversity and inclusion professionals and the work they're doing to help their fellow employees feel seen at work. I'm Natalia Eileen. I help businesses build more diverse, more inclusive workplaces. And today I'm excited to bring to you a conversation I had with a fellow diversity and inclusion practitioner, Erica White. Erica is currently the Diversity and Inclusion Manager for the Pennsylvania Convention Center, an ASM global managed facility. Prior to working at the Convention Center, Erica worked in diversity and inclusion at a law firm, and she currently sits on the Shipley School Alumni Council as the Chair of the Diversity and Inclusion Committee. You can read her full bio and any resources she'll share during this podcast episode on our website. CNETWORK.COM slash podcast. Now, during our time together, Erica reflected on a recent initiative she spearheaded in the supplier diversity space. And during that time, she reflected on how building an initiative in supplier diversity can truly support communities of color. And I couldn't agree more. If you're looking for ways to supplement the anti-racist practices you're developing within your companies, especially if you're looking for ways to do so beyond the walls of your organization, investing in supplier diversity initiatives is a great place to start. And I hope today's episode gives you some good ideas. So without further ado, enjoy. All right, so we're here with Erica White. We're so lucky to have her here. (laughs) Thank you, Natalia no definitely thank you for being here so we're excited to dig into the initiative the diversity and inclusion initiative that you are Mm -hmm. most proud of Mm -hmm. so if you don't mind maybe sharing a little bit about your current role and then digging that initiative
0: okay um, so I am working with um, diversity and inclusion in that space, but working for the premier uh, tourism venue um, in the city of Philadelphia, and that's the Pennsylvania Convention Center, um, which is an ASM global managed um, uh, co- uh, organization, and uh, which means that uh, the Pennsylvania Convention Center is owned by the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and we are an authority, um, and then uh, ASM global, which is a uh, global um, event venue management company. And I actually work directly for them and we work to operate uh, the facility. So I am very plow- proud to serve as a diversity inclusion manager. Um, and I actually both wo- wo- work for both sides. I work for ASN Global um, as well as uh, the authority. And I love uh, what I'm doing. I've been doing that for about a year now. Actually, I just... Um, a couple of days ago, celebrated my one-year anniversary with uh, ASM Global, um, and I love it. Um, but previous to that, I worked with uh, Ballard Spa and kind of cut my tooth on uh, diversity and inclusion and in the that space. Um, I did not realize I've been working in diversity, as you mentioned in my uh, bio, uh, for quite some time, but it didn't have that name um, of diversity inclusion space. Um, so when I got to Ballard. Um, and understood this whole profession um, under um, uh, my mentor, uh, the, my chief diversity officer, Virginia Sando. She taught me about this diversity inclusion space, and I fell in love. I felt like this was the space that I was always um, supposed to be in. As an African American female um, who um, is very devote to her faith, to her faith, and um, you know you know, having so many different experiences, um, I felt like the diversity space spoke to me on so many different levels, because I do believe that everyone um, should have that equity of uh, feeling in their workspace, they should be included in their workspace, and they shouldn't just be a number um, when it comes to diversity. So having all of those things working together in um, one position, and that that position champions those initiatives um, has, has been a great find for me. Um, and a year ago, when I came on to work with the convention center, I was charged with reinvigorating our supplier diversity, um, specifically our supplier and supplier diversity program, because uh, it had laid dormant for a few years. So that's the key initiative I'm most proud of. Um, um, through our supplier diversity initiative, we are able um, to, to work with a variety of businesses. In the last year, um, we have over $30 million in capital improvement projects. Um, so it's my job to make sure that we are considering um, small and diverse businesses when we are trying to spend that money, that money that's um, entrusted us by the Commonwealth. Um, so that we are stewards of this great and amazing building um, that serves as the county for the big conventions and conferences that come into our city and we use it as that key feature and say hey we have this wonderful space and you think about a lot of times convention centers are not in downtown they're not in the city they're kind of you know far out or you know and it takes like a while to get to spaces but ours is unique is that we're right in the heart of the city and we have so much access Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanna be able to share that building with the small and diverse businesses who wanna do do work with us. So our supplier diversity initiative is the key one that I would definitely love to, to share and talk about.
1: Awesome, well, I'm excited to dig into the supplier diversity initiative because it sounds like it's making a big difference in the community and mm-hmm. really you're, you're working with people who may not otherwise know that they have access or potentially have access to this space. Um, mm-hmm services so that's amazing how are you can you kind of dig into the weeds a little bit how are you getting access to these people how are you getting the word out mm-hmm. um, how is that maybe different from what your company your
0: organization would have been doing previously so um, actually last year when um, I started we had our first doing business event um, and that event um, pretty much broadcasted to the community that we wanted people to come work with us. Um, A lot of people had questions about, okay, well, how do you, um, work in your building. I thought you had to be, you know, completely labor-owned and operated. I thought you, um, you know, that you could only work on the big projects, and you had to be a, this big, huge prime vendor to be able to get a contract here. Um, so that was our first entree into saying no. You know, we're going to dispel all the myths, demystify how it is to get a contract to work with the convention center. Talking about our um, Uh, the prime vendors that we do work with, and then how we make sure that they put forth their best and good faith effort to work with different um, small and diverse businesses. Um, So that was pretty much our chief focus. Um, And through that Doing Business event, we were able to reach over 200 um, businesses and say, hey, we would like you to come and learn more about us. Um, and that was that was it was great because to be in that room and to hear that and hear people's questions, right. um, hear what they what they were concerned of when they thought of working with the convention center, what did that bring up to them, and then being able to address them. And we've been working really hard um over this last year to 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 track our data mm-hmm. and to really push our current vendors and say, okay, I know we may have been, you know. Um, um, not as uh, intense about um, tracking this information, but we're going to to move forward with um, realizing that this this tracking and data is important. It tells the story. So we want our data to tell the story that we are really making sure that they are putting forth their best and good faith efforts.
1: That's great. It sounds like before you had that big event, mm-hmm. it was almost as if maybe you didn't know as, as well how deep some of the misconceptions may have
0: been, right? Okay, mm-hmm. right? and so it's yeah, not- and um, and just even speak because I was attending several um, different community events, um, and I just wanted to, and I met with um, all of the heads of the diverse chambers and asked them, okay, so when you think about or when your constituents think about doing business with the Convention Center would have been the biggest kind of stopgaps to to making that happen. And using that information, it opened up a wealth of knowledge. They were saying um, that people didn't even know that we had, um, you know, our, our, um, our jobs listed on our website, like all of our RFPs and bids are listed on our website, um, that, you know, we update it every, you know, every week. So letting that, those simple facts come out really helps. And then, so having that event allowed them to come and then meet all the stakeholders, um, mm-hmm. meeting our director of facilities, meeting our head, um, architect, you know all of these people are um, assistant general managers, our general managers, everyone, all the leadership of the convention center were there and on hand to answer questions and say, "Hey, we are here, we are open for business, and we want you to come and um and engage with us and, yeah. and ask questions and then um, also, meeting with um, the Office of Economic Opportunity really showed me the resources that everyone has at their resource at their at their fingertips. Mm-hmm. Um, you go on the website, and you know, so any time anybody tells me, "Oh, I couldn't find a supplier for that," well, have you gone on the website for the Office of Economic Opportunity? They have a complete registration of over. Thousands of different um, businesses that um, are registered with the city. So, why don't you check them out? And we can do research together and we can work on it together. And I make myself available. I have spent um, countless hours researching um, possible vendors and suppliers with our contractors who want to submit a good bid. And for the most part, everyone we work with is in support of our supplier diversity initiative and they want it to succeed. So, we just try to give them the tools to succeed. That's a great thing in and of
1: itself, right, that you have that kind of buy in from the people involved. And it sounds like, you know, everyone in your organization or at least the people who are in their in leadership positions were
0: interested and willing to. Oh, most you know, definitely.
1: Front lines and say, hey, like we we really do want you here. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, we we definitely have buy in from our president and CEO, John McNichol, to um, the head of our board, Greg Fox, and our general manager, Calvin Moore. They all are in such support of these initiatives. Like diversity and inclusion as a whole, every time I come up with something for us to do, they're like, okay, what does Erica have in mind for us now? Mm-hmm. They support me wholeheartedly. We um, just recently uh, launched our first uh, diversity and inclusion champion award that's given at the business opportunity luncheon um, Mm -hmm. that's hosted by uh phl diversity which is in connection with the convention and visitors bureau and it was such it was such a good initiative because we wanted to celebrate that diversity inclusion is it's not new to the convention center like you know we are over 25 years old and diversity and inclusion has been a part of who we are since we laid the first foundation um, in this area because we had early um, conversations with the Chinatown Development Corporation to even be in the space that we are in. Um, and even when we had our expansion project that had a heavy um, um, investment of, uh, into diverse businesses. So this isn't anything new. Um, it's just something that's been revitalized and we wanted to honor one of either a business or a conference that has that same type of support and has that same type of commitment to diversity inclusion that we champion so um, we just launched that initiative this year as well Um, that was in 2020 and we did that in February and we honored uh, the PA conference for women Um, and that was great because we picked PA conference for women because they were diverse and they have diversity in mind. Without it being a diversity conference,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, it's like when you are sitting in that room in that space, you see women who are all ages. You know, it's it's you know from all different walks of life all different levels of their career and they all are not the same color at all mm-hmm. um but they're all there learning about different things and gaining this in intentional information and men are there too so it's 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 truly does speak to that and that's why we wanted to honor them and we'll continue mm-hmm. um to do that initiative as well so Right. Those are just things that we want to do. We want to push the envelope on our supplier diversity, but also celebrate the fact that supplier diversity and diversity inclusion as a whole has been a part of the fabric of the convention center for since its inception.
1: Right. And going, going to that first event that you used, you talking about the one where you learned so much about um, what people were thinking about the convention center, what they thought they mm-hmm. could get out of it. I was wondering what inspired you to have that event in the first place? How did you know
0: that you kind of needed to get a pulse check like that? through conversations with other supplier diversity professionals um, which is another reason why um, myself and Bridget Battles with Thomas Jefferson University um, are forming uh, the Philadelphia Diversity Professionals Consortium because it was because I met with other diversity inclusion professionals and specifically supplier diversity professionals who said You know, the best way to let people know how to do business with you is to host a doing business event. So I attended other people's doing business events to see kind of how it went. Mm -hmm. Um, I researched them, I saw what it was, and then I took it home and then I made it my own. I said, okay, so how does this apply to us? Like, I don't want to just say, okay, these are the available jobs that we have, these are the available RFPs and bids. I really wanted to say, These are the questions that are coming up about us. Let's demystify all of that and then answer some questions and really put the information out there. And I can say that we have um, had great success. We increased our outreach and our list of um, viable vendors by 26%. Um, So just through that outreach, just through continually saying, Hey, you know, this is what we had in the beginning. And then other businesses knew, okay, if we get on this list and we, you know, become part of our portal, then we have a higher propensity for um, getting informed about what's going on at the convention center.
1: So it sounds like you're doing a lot of um, data collection through all of this. Like you've been figuring out exactly what the outcome has been as a result of the work that you've been doing. Is there Mm -hmm. anything special that you've been doing to understand what the correlation is between the work you're doing in that initiative and how it's showing up? Or what does that look like?
0: (laughs) Say yes and no. So um, through the doing business event, we um, were able we kind of put ourselves on the stage of hey, they care about supplier diversity. So that in turn allowed people to know that hey, if I get on this bid or I get on this RFP with this prime, I probably it won't just be oh I'm going to be overlooked or oh I'm just being included on the bid. They really care. They really do. You know. Are invested in in us working with the convention center and learning how that is, and then seeing our prime vendors and seeing how they stepped up. One of our prime vendors, even because we pushed them to get um, some diverse um, um, vendors as consideration on their bid, they did a tour of the building because they said, "Oh, you know, well we don't know, you know, people because they don't know the building." I said, "Well, there was a point in time when you didn't know the building, so." <laughs> How do you rectify that? So, they on their own said, Hey, okay, well, we want to come and do a tour of the building with these potential new diverse suppliers so that they can have an understanding of the building. So, those are metrics I can't quantify, but it's something that is intangible that says, Okay, they're getting it. So, when they get it, it's reflected in them including. Um, more people. They're not passive about it, or they're just not putting people's names on a list and saying, oh, okay, we tried. You know, they're actually using these companies, and especially in in the way the the economy is now, um, supporting our small and diverse businesses is going to be clutch to rebuilding our economy where we are now. So if we can be in the forefront of that, because we already are trying to push it in, uh, enough, we, then we can even help and propel our community even further.
1: Yeah, it's very exciting to hear the work that you're doing because it sounds um, like you can see the tangible benefit. You can see the, the tangible impact that it's having, not just on your organization, mm-hmm. but on all of the different organizations that benefit from your prioritization of diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about challenges, if you may. Mm-hmm. Think through anything. I think it's always helpful. Obviously, it sounds like this has been a success,
0: mm-hmm. but it's
1: always helpful to also think about what maybe could have gone better, what challenges. Mm-hmm. It. Do you mind sharing something?
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of the challenges are people taking you seriously. So um for every RFP and bid um meeting that um Um, that we have like we always have a mandatory meeting of anybody who wants to bid I always go I do my spiel and I say hey diversity inclusion is important these are the forms you need to fill out Um, please fill them out and you're in their entirety if you do not your bid will not be accepted Um, and people go okay and then you push them back and they're like wait (laughs) what do you mean And I said, remember when I said, you know, hey, you know, if we don't get our complete paperwork, we have obligations, like we have obligations to our board, we have obligations to the Commonwealth, like we want to make sure that we are making sure that we're not just crossing the T's and dotting the I that we are really fully supporting our supplier diversity initiative. And I have to say that goes back to the leadership because I said, hey, if I need to, you know, back off or step away or, you know, like not be so hard on, you know, someone who's submitting or who's been working in the building for 15 years or something like that, then let me know. And I was told, no, that's why you're here. Mm -hmm. Um, So that support, you know, from the leadership is this, it it allows me to be able to do my job um, successfully. It uh, allows me to say with confidence, "I'm sorry, you know, big company that's always worked for us who didn't submit your paperwork right. I'm going to have to send your paperwork back, and you're going to have to submit it again. And I will work with you. I will be a resource for you. And I have to say that we have received such a positive response from our vendors. Like no one has pushed me back and said, well, I'm not doing this. Find somebody else. No one has said that. Um, so while I can see, um, that as a potential challenge point, um, because some people are like, you know, Well, I don't want to have those tough conversations. I don't want to be the person who has to push back a bid from, you know, you know, going forward. Um, You know, I don't want to do that. I want to be the bad guy. But you're not the bad guy because your whole point is to be the good guy and and to make these programs work. Um, And then another challenge really is just letting people know that you're serious, letting the small diverse businesses know that we are serious and saying, no, we really do support you. And they're like, well, I tried. And some people may have had some bad, you know, stories from the past and convincing them and saying, no, 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 we are trying to, you know, make sure that we have the monitoring. And clearly the convention center and ASM Global are committed to this because not, A whole lot of convention centers have this position. Right. No, that's very like, so it's very rare um, for um, convention centers to have a specific person who's dedicated to diversity and inclusion. So the fact that they have the role, that they're committed, that they allow me to, you know, come up with one idea after another and then say, okay, we have your full um, support mm-hmm. um, shows that they have, that we have that commitment. And then, so the challenge is just letting people know and then believing me (laughs) so and they do so obviously it's been working um and just um and then also um just another challenge is the tracking there's a number of softwares that are out there um that successfully track supplier diversity um so right now we're doing it by hand and have our great little excel charts and you know we're asking you know doing a whole lot of tracking but um i see i foresee us in the future being able to kind of narrow down a specific software um that would work well for us that's affordable for us um because once again understanding that we are stewards of the commonwealth building and we don't want to um you know you know just spend funds to spend funds like we want to make sure that we are intentional um, about any software that we need to do our job but Um, So that's about it. It's just making sure that we are tracking the data, collecting the data, and then reporting it out, and then making sure that we do have good trackable outcomes.
1: That's very helpful. I think when people think about replicability,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what you're you're sharing and maybe doing something similar, it's helpful to think about the ways that you might run into some roadblocks. So I Mm -hmm. think Job of sharing those is there anything else any other advice you would offer to people who are thinking about doing something similar to
0: the initiative you shared use your network and if you don't have a network um it's coming especially with cool. the Philadelphia area um <laughs> because I know that I would not have been able to make um the progress that I've made without um the number of people who I've been able to touch base with and ask questions and say okay I'm thinking of doing this should I do this I'm thinking about attending this conference is it worth it and sometimes I'll be like no you don't need to do that you know no don't do that oh but you definitely have to go to this you have to do this you take this course do this study that um and no advice that I've been given has steered me wrong Um, and whether it's this worked for me this didn't work for this didn't work for me whatever it is it's none of it has been bad and i think it's because you are dealing with and talking to people who are at different levels of where you want to be so don't think you just have to talk to the most senior person who's been doing it for 15 20 years talk to the person who is only six months ahead of you Mm -hmm. and say okay what do I have to do? Like, cause sometimes when you're looking at someone who has like a well-run, well-organized, you know, program going for 15 years and they have all this beautiful trackable data and da 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 da, it can yeah. be a little daunting. Yeah. You want to talk to the person who said, yeah, girl, I started my job six months before you and I haven't trying, I'm trying to figure it out myself and, or, Hey, let's try to figure this out together. And because you actually may be, you know, a month ahead of someone else and you may have to, you know, help somebody else out and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. maybe this can help you. So utilizing your network, listening to people, being accessible to um, primes, to subs, um, everyone to be able to make yourself, make yourself a resource and then utilizing the resources that are out there. Okay.
1: Well, I think you gave us a lot to think about. I'm excited to see how many people decide to replicate your initiative, especially given how much you've seen it actually impact your work. Definitely. Um, given the challenges you've offered, right? I think you, we're not learning from scratch. It sounds like we could build off of what you've been learning, which is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it sounds like you're making your suppliers feel more seen at work, which is the whole Exactly, which is the whole part. <laughs> bringing it home well thank you so much erica it was lovely chatting with you
0: or well, um great chatting with you too i'm loving the fact that you are you know taking this underway and this is such a great initiative and kudos to you thank you
1: well we'll definitely be in touch it's all about that network right so oh
0: yes most definitely
1: <laughs> together all right thank you so much
0: no problem